You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, um, founder and CEO of EXP Realty. And uh, today I'm really excited to talk to Daryl Owen. Um, he's uh, actually in the middle, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit, but he's in the middle of actually converting over a 450 person brokerage he's built over the last 10 years or so in Southern California to EXP, uh, been super successful. And uh, we're just going to we're just chat and uh, get to know uh, Daryl a little bit more and, uh, um, and, and see where it goes. So, hey, Daryl, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here, Glenn. Good to see you. You too. So, um, so you've got, you know, we chatted just briefly beforehand, but uh, you've got, you know, about 450 agents or so um, nationwide. W- was it a Realty Executives franchise that you had had? Or, or was- yeah, good question. So when I actually founded the brokerage, I wanted a name. I remember reading about the founders of Century 21 because that's where I got my license back in 2005, six. And they wanted a name that sounded bigger than it was, right? So when I founded my brokerage, I wanted to name it Nationwide Real Estate with the intention of growing it throughout the U.S. And so on day one, we were nationwide, but I only had one agent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so now did you, um, and when when did you start the brokerage, was it? I founded the brokerage in 2011, March of 2011. And when okay. I left Central 21, what I loved about the system that my prior mentor had, he's, you know, he's passed away since, but uh, he had an excellent system of developing agents out of his school. He had a very successful school. It was just a one location type system and platform, but I loved the idea of developing the agents from the beginning. And so when we founded the brokerage, I I started a separate company, which was a pre-licensing school here in California with the, you know, sponsored by the Department of Real Estate. And that was a huge accelerator to our growth. I mean, it took a couple of years though, Glenn, because when I started those classes, it was just me and two or three students, right? In my little boardroom that at my only office that I had at the time here in Porta Park, Orange County, you know, you probably have heard of maybe Knott's Berry Farm or if not Disneyland. So like right in that area of Porta Park, Anaheim is where it started. It's where I grew up. And so uh, it took about three, four years for us to hit our stride. And then we got to a point to where we're adding maybe seven, 800 students a year to the school. And what was super unique is back then, I'm sure you've heard of Groupon. A lot of people oh, yeah, have. Sure. I've mm-hmm. used it. Well, we were the only school partner with Groupon at the time. And that was incredible. And so Groupon was a huge promoter of our school. And okay. I would say Groupon probably sold about a thousand-ish licenses a year to our school. And uh, that was, uh, I mean, at one point, you know, we had multiple locations at our peak. We had about nine locations doing classes throughout the week. And we would be filling these parking lots. I mean, I'd have neighbors complaining who lived in the housing track next to our buildings because <laughs> there was no parking on their streets on a Saturday morning. I mean, that's how insane it got. I mean, we were really just pumping in all cylinders back then. It was, it was a lot of fun. So now, do you still have the real estate school? I do, Yeah. And that's actually one thing that I love most about our transition to EXP2. You know, the school itself was only limited to our brokerage, right? We would only hire through our school. We did hire exterior agents from the market too, you know, successful agents. We hired some top teams in the market from other brokerages. But our foundation was developing and our bread and butter was developing new agents, you know, helping them build those careers. 
And it's something that we were just super passionate about. We still are today. And so what this school has kind of transitioned to now, and one of the things I'm excited about my partnership with you is that we have the ability to launch licensing schools for other teams and other people within the EXP system, which helps accelerate the growth, you know, of their teams and their downline and uh, gives them a little bit more control over some consistent recruitment on a yearly annual basis. So we're excited to launch that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, it, it, it sounds like, so, um, you know, you you built the brokerage um, to to a large extent on on new agents. Um, did, how yeah. have how how have you for for new agents? I mean, and obviously we'll have new agents listening to this podcast. But what are you've advised tons of new agents? You've seen the ones that become successful and the ones that you know spun out of the business. Yeah. Um, what's been some of the best advice? that when followed, you know, provided the, the, the most likely positive outcome for that prospective agent? That's a really good question. You know, I, I was actually looking at these numbers not that long ago. And over the last 11, 12 years of building the brokerage, I looked at you know, how many total agents I hired. And it came out to a little over 1,800 agents that I had hired, trained, and developed or mentored in the last, you know, 10 years. And so through that transition, I mean, even – I, I own the brokerage. It's hard for me to admit, but there's still a really big failure rate with newer agents. And I was actually on a talk this morning with Chris Suarez, one of the founders of Place, and uh, yeah. you probably know Chris. And mm-hmm. he actually was talking about building confidence. And it was just perfectly timed for even this discussion, because like when you look at building confidence in an agent, especially a new agent, there's like five steps, right? But the first step is you got to kind of know what you're supposed to do. And the second step is knowing how to do it. And I think the problem is, is most agents, from what I've witnessed, they just never graduate to step two of knowing how to do it. And I think from what I've seen, we just get stuck in this ready, aim, aim, aim kind of position, right? We just never go out and fire. And as much as I like to think that I'm an excellent trainer and and coach and I could develop an agent in a classroom environment, you know, they just don't learn what they need to learn until they get out there and start doing it. And it's hard to justify a definition of success in real estate without failure, right? Because we don't think of success as failing. I don't think of success as failing. I mean, I do now. But the most successful in any industry, in my opinion, and especially in real estate, are the ones that fail the most. But as a newer agent, it's hard to accept that, right? That definition of success. You go out there, you fail, you get doors slammed in your face, you just get massive rejection on a daily basis. You're going to get kicked in the face all day and you have to acknowledge that's actually winning. And it's just hard to justify that that's a victory in this business. But you, as we both know, you got to get a lot of no's to get those yeses. And right. so that just failure, that fear of rejection just inhibits most people's ability just to get out there and do it. And if they don't get out there and do it, they never really learn how to do it. And that's a problem. And then if they don't learn how to do it, they can never feel good doing it. And they just never build the confidence. And one of the things that I just got lucky with as a new agent, I became the number one agent in my office at Century 21 my first 18 months. And it was the number one Century 21 U.S. back then. And then what I just did was I just went out and did it. You know, like, tell me what to do, Glenn, and I'm just going to execute. And that was always just my strength. And I didn't know it at the time, but it just served me really well. I was okay getting kicked in the face. You know what I mean? So, so you, uh, you, you were born with the no fear gene. I definitely have fear, but <laughs> I think I was born with the uh, relentless gene. I, I was, you know, it was fearful. You know, it's always you get that feeling in your stomach when you're cold calling for the first time. But you know what I did? And even if I felt bad that day, 
I would maybe take a minute or 10 minutes, but I'm always going to get back on the phone that day. Like, and so I just cold called 500 people a day, seven days a week for two years. I didn't take any days off. And so that's just one way I forced my way through it. Right. Like to build that muscle on that memory. And, you know, like if you want to get really good at talking to people about real estate, how to ask for the business, ask for the appointments, really good at doing your presentations, buyer consultations, listing consultations, you just got to do a lot of it. And in my experience, based off what I've seen developing agents, they just never get to that point. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so instead of, Ready, aim, 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 aim. Eventually, maybe get out there and fire. Yeah, just it's it's ready, fire, aim. I I was always called the bull in the china shop. (laughs) So just get out there and make a mess, and that's how you win, in my opinion. You're gonna say really silly things, and that's okay in my book, right? Like as you say a lot of silly things, sometimes it just works, right? And you want to have a script and a framework, and that's why. And we haven't talked about the team and how that worked its way into my brokerage. But my team role plays every morning with the script that I give them. And that's a non-negotiable for in business together because that's your foundation of what to say, right? But then like any movie, you know, if you think about the last movie you watched that you really enjoyed, I don't know if you're a movie guy. I do love movies. I don't watch as many movies Mm -hmm. as I used to. But any movie started out as a boring script on paper and it was up to the actors and actresses, actresses, excuse me, to make it beautiful, right? And I think that's how scripts are. It's our job to make it beautiful and to internalize the framework and then just make it us. And so in terms of scripting, getting out there and doing what you're doing and saying it a lot, you know, you're just going to incorporate new tools in your tool chest that you can reuse. And you're going to remember like, man, when I said that, it worked really well. But when I said that, it just looked, I look silly. And you got to be willing to look silly and make mistakes and say stupid things sometimes. And you're going to find what works for you and what doesn't, you know? And that's why I love cold calling because I can just reach 500 people a day. And it's hard to do that at open houses or door knocking, you know? Right, right. So, um, so with, with regard to, um, well, well, just what, so what's your team like? Obviously, you have brokers, lots of agents, they're making yeah. their moves and all that. But you've got, you've got a, uh, an active real estate team as well? I do, yeah. We have 24 agents on the team. And the team I started about three years ago uh, with Ben Kenny. He was a mentor of mine and he still is. And he kind of worked with me every week. I'm building emphasis for the team. And the reason why I started the team, I didn't miss re- selling real estate. It's kind of funny, right? Like in the first four years of starting the brokerage nationwide, my only goal was to be a full-time CEO. And I grew nine other companies outside of that main business during that 10 years too, which was you know excellent. But I missed being in the trenches. So that was part of it. But the other part was, is I had top teams at the brokerage already, some that I hired from outside the brokerage and some that we developed within the brokerage. Not all of them were ready for new agents or wanting more agents on their teams. Some needed them, some didn't. And quite frankly, some just weren't ready for more. But I noticed that the agents on the teams, if I plugged them into a system, like it could guarantee their success if I had the right system in place. And if I didn't have another team to plug those agents into, but I saw that they were more successful on my team than they were at my brokerage, I needed to have something that essentially I could say, here's a a system, right? Like it's more accountable. I'm really hands-on with you every day. But if you plug into it and you give me your all, I'm going to give you my all. You pour into my team, I pour into you. I'm going to go on your appointments with you if I have to. I'm going to help you get the listing signed. I'm going to role play with you every day. We're going to meet every morning on a power up, right? So we're just very accountable as a team. And the proof was in the results. The agents on the team did drastically more production than they did just my brokerage. And it's hard to say that, Glenn, because I own the brokerage too. It doesn't sound good. (laughs) I did a lot of training as a brokerage. So 
it just is that added layer of accountability, but it's also a much more selective environment. It's not for everyone, right? You really kind of have to be all full time and all in and, and willing to do work that, you know, some agents maybe don't want to do. And that's okay. Then we have the brokers for them. Right. So, so what is your, like when you um, have, when you run, as you run your team, um, which, you know, more agents will probably resonate with this. What is your style of helping agents lead, lead gen? Are you doing it uh, through um, a, a, a cold calling structure? Like you originally built your business? Are you buying leads? Are you doing a combination? How does that all work? Great question. Yeah. So the framework of the team is we do a morning huddle at 830 every morning, Monday through Friday. And as long as we're in business together, you're there. So it's not it's a non-negotiable, you know. Then after that, we role play a script for about 20, 30 minutes. And then we make calls together. Now, the calls, they kind of transform over or trans they they evolve over time. Right. So initially, if you're new, you're going to start with a couple hundred people from your database. I'm going to teach you how to work that database properly. And as a team, I'm going to give you things that you could bring value to that database with, right? Like a client appreciation event that I'm sponsoring. You know? And we do really big events. Like we have a fall festival. We do a full carnival in the park. They get free pumpkins. The kids can dress up. They can do carnival games and family photos. So we, we really go all out on these things. And it gives our team the ability to invite their clients to things of value, right? And so that way they have a reason to call them every month with something kind of neat where it's not just, hey, do you want to buy or sell this month? It's more of like, hey, I was thinking about you and the family. We're doing this really cool event just for you guys. I'd love if you could bring the kids. You know, everyone in our world that we care about, we want them to be there. And I think people really love it. And and then we just incorporate real estate indirectly into those things. You know, so it's just building those relationships. So that's something that we do. And we give them a reason to call their people in the database every month. The other thing we do is that when they're new, you know, aside from like their invitations to those events, to their sphere and planting seeds that I do real estate is we teach them how to get listings. Now it's cold calling is kind of the terminology we would use. I just call it making connections. And I love making connections on the phone, Glenn, because we can make more connections in an hour on the phone than we can in any other way. So for me, the phone is just a mechanism to use to make those connections. And you're just going to get more ground covered on a daily basis being on the phone. And so, and I, I was reading a statistic not that long ago where even, I mean, quote unquote, telemarketing is still the most effective form of prospecting even today in 2023. It's crazy. So, right. so yeah, we do a lot of that. And when I teach them how to get listings, you know, we're usually leveraging our current listing inventory, uh, whether we just listed a home, we just put one pending or we just sold it. We're letting the neighborhood know. And I just want them to find out three things when they're making those calls. You know, if you were to sell your home, when would it be? Because everyone has a timeline in mind. It might not be today, but it might be in three years or six months or whatever. And then if you were to sell your home in three years, what would you sell it for? Like, what's your number? And Glenn might be thinking, well, hey, if I got 1.2, you know, I'd probably be okay with that in three years. Amazing. Well, what if I can get you that today? Would you consider moving it for timeline? And those are the three questions they need to accomplish. And if you just did that, you're going to cover a lot of ground, right? If you talk to 30, 40 people a day, Glenn, like we both know, you're just going to get lucky enough, you know? And another thing that we do is because I'm a big, I'm an investor, you know, that's my goal is to acquire you know, around 10 million a year in real estate every year. You know, we want to approach these meetings as like, we're there to buy too, if you're open to it, you know? So we give them a very transparent approach. Of if we buy it today, this is how much we'll buy it for. It's obviously going to be less than retail, 
But our number one priority is to get you the most money possible, you know, and this is the retail route. And we go retail, this is how much we can list it for, how much we can sell it for based on our marketing and negotiating. So it's just a great way to get our foot in the door, build a relationship with people. And I would say one out of five don't want to go in the market. They just want to sell it. They want the, you know, maybe a heavy fixer. It's not financeable. And they'll just take the cash deal that way too. Awesome. So, so from a lead gen perspective, this is very much of a um, work with your sphere, build relationships with the sphere, build the relationships with the sphere of the sphere, um, pro, uh, circle prospecting, various listings, that type of thing. Is that, is that fair to say? I would, yeah. And, and you had asked about leads. So I actually had, I did this about 10, 11 months ago. Uh, so I had the exclusive voice share rights to Realtor.com for all of Orange Nail Accounting. I, I set that up. I was spending a lot of money on that for my team. So we do buy some leads. Uh, we do have a Zillow lead budget that we spend money on. And we do some Google stuff. So I do provide the agents who show up every day, who are full-time, who are putting in the calls, putting in the work. They earn the opportunity to be on leads so that we do. And we spend a lot of money on leads. So we, we have a combination of everything. But we also want them doing two open houses a week. And when we do open houses, we don't just go do an open house. We, we call the neighborhood and invite them. You know, the what, Glenn, when we do that, though, we're not just inviting them to the open house. Like, we're also going to find out who is open to an offer on their own, too, right? Like, our average open house generally is 5, 10 times the average number of buyers the average listing does. We had all these leftover buyers. Do you know if anybody else would be open to an offer on their home? Well, how about you? And then, again, the three questions. If you were to sell one, what would it be? How much would you sell for it? Would you move every time? Like, we can get you that today just to get our foot in the door. And a lot of them aren't ready today, but we put them on market reports. You know, we'll send them something every few weeks on just what's happening with the market data in their neighborhood, what's, you know, being listed in the neighborhood, how much it's being listed for, how much they're selling for. Gives them a really good idea of what their home is worth on a monthly basis. That gives us some insight into when they're opening it, you know, and that's kind of like a seller raising their hand saying, hey, you know, I haven't looked at this market report in six months, but now I am. And uh, Brevity is one of the tools that we use to do that and it just helps us stay in front of them. You know, and if we've already met with them once, six, eight months ago, we built a relationship and now they're looking at their market report four times this week. A lot of times we're going to get our foot on the door in that listing before the market does. And we're not competing in most of those cases, which is pretty neat. Awesome. So, um, you know, obviously just just made the move to, to EXP, um, uh, converting a brokerage over. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it that grabbed your attention about about EXP? What was the what was it that um, I mean? Obviously, you've probably seen it, us growing for quite a few years prior, and probably at some point had some some different ideas of what EXP was. But what was it that got you sort of interested and in, and in, and then obviously making the transition? Yeah, that's a good question. So we considered EXP for years. And, uh, you know, at one point, it just, we didn't want to do anything. We just weren't ready to do anything as a company. But, you know, our mission statement as a brokerage organization was to be the vehicle of opportunity for our people. And so that was one of our guiding principles and decisions as a CEO that I had to make every day on how am I feeding into that. And it got to a point, Glenn, where we just weren't bringing enough opportunity to brokerage. You know, we were just doing our thing. And I felt stagnated. I mean, I did. And I needed to find something that I felt would bring more opportunity to our people and wealth opportunities, revenue opportunities, just growth opportunities. And I really believe collaboration is one of the most valuable things in today, you know, today's economy, right? And in, in our industry specifically, 
And we enjoyed being a big fish in a small pond for a long time. We're our own independent brokerage, right? And at a point, we were doing about a billion a year in sales and just chugging along, doing our own thing, most of the time under the radar, which I liked. But I was limiting my people's ability to be a part of something bigger at the same time. And that took some time to, to be candid and being vulnerable here. But it was, it was a little bit of an identity shift for me, right? to be willing to make that shift. And I'm just so grateful that I did because I'm just really, really happy to see how excited our people are to be a part of something much bigger than us. And I would say the second part of that, Glenn, to be candid is I love to build. I'm a builder. I love building companies, but you know, the brokerage, I could either spend all my time building the system or I could spend my time executing on the system. And I just felt the ROI of my time was much better invested on executing on a system that was already there. And that's why I like the idea of being part of this. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Daryl, thank you so much for, for jumping on the, the, the podcast here today. Um, you know, obviously uh, you really knocked out of the park since you got in the business, I think uh, since uh, you know 2006 ish. And uh, so you're just, you're coming up on, 17 years in the business or something, something like that. Yeah, about that. And, uh, but uh, how would, uh, if somebody listened to the podcast, how, how might they learn a little bit more about what you're doing? A couple of websites yeah. or. Yeah. So Daryl Owen.com or even myself, anybody can call me, text me anytime. It's 714-348-1774. And uh, happy to help or be of value in anybody I can. Awesome. Thanks again, Daryl. Appreciate you uh, being on Thank the you, podcast. Man. Thank you for having me. It was great being here. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of VXP.